Welcome to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season two, episode eight, titled Mercy, I think, is the screener screener title, so subject to change. Could be Mercy to be could fit be the Mercy. Oh, Picard's yeah. French roots. Yeah, this one this one's going back to the, the different roots though. This one's going back to Agent Mulder's roots. Uh, and why mm. he became an FBI agent in the first place. Sure. Uh, th- yeah, let, let's talk about this episode. Uh, what would you think about it, first of all, quality-wise? I I, I want to say it was better than the previous week's episode, but, uh, man, some be? real stupid shit starts happening at the end. Oh, yeah. And I'm really curious to see how they, they get... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious to see how they recover, how how they, sh- they finish all this up. Do you, do you think? Because they, they said that. Well, first of all, what did you think? And then I want to talk about the shape of the rest of this season, the the final episode, and uh, season three. Uh, I, I didn't hate this episode. I thought it was better than the last one. It's still not great. Um, there are a couple of moments that are just straight up infuriating. Uh the stuff that's happening with Gerardi eating batteries and, and the aftermath of that. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Um, we'll get there. The FBI agent story. I, I kind of liked it, but boy, there was a scene that just kind of inferred a lot. And, and you had, I, maybe I'm just stupid, but I really had to sit down and think, okay, what is this man saying happened behind the scenes? Because I am very confused. Um, so we'll talk about that scene when we get to it. But other than that, I didn't have any huge problems with it. Um, yeah, I just, I, they acknowledge that Rafi is uh, kind of all over the place, right? And there might be a reason for that instead of just like, oh, she's, uh, I don't know, uh, bipolar or something. Mm-hmm. Like she she actively manipulates people and maybe she's just like, saying and doing a lot of things that she thinks people want to hear or need to hear in order to get her way and she's that's why she acts so erratic toxic person jim i mean i yeah the, the the thing that i'm not like super thrilled with is I, i'm just not interested in the journey that she's having again this season you know yeah i yeah. thought she had it last time with her root leaf stuff uh and and here we are again and now she's just admitting more things i i don't know it's fine. I'm sure somebody likes this. It's just I don't care for the character all that much. Well, it's like it's like we, we talked about this in the feedback episode that like uh, is there a way to blend episodic with uh, serialized stuff? And we talked about like well you know maybe it means something in Star Trek Next Generation that only really Picard and Data and really Picard got like series overarching kind of mental health uh, trauma type arcs because there just isn't <laughs> enough time if you're doing a planet a week and getting. And it might be that, like, they're trying to service, like, a cast of, what, six people, essentially? Sure. And give them all something to do, all something to struggle with, all... Uh, everyone has to be able to throw a tantrum. Like, Seven finally got to throw a tantrum this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it feels overstuffed, you know? Like, there's something to be said to having main characters and then a whole bunch of subordinates that just do their bidding and go on away missions and gather data and, you know, do stuff like that. Cause, cause, yeah, like Rafi, my God, she's continues to be all over the place, and they're given this kind of like, oh, well, I'm, 
yeah, I'm a manipulative person. Again, a Starfleet officer in a command mm-hmm. position. She's a commander, right? I think so, yeah. Is playing these, like, junior high-level games with people. Yeah. You know, no, it's, reverse it's psychology. Not, it's unbecoming, and, certainly, of a Starfleet officer. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. I and 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 again, uh, it feels like every everyone gets a chance to hold the idiot ball. You know, it's it's sevens this week, and and Rafi's the one that's kind of the elder stateswoman that's like <laughs> learning things about herself, and mm-hmm. is just taking like this wild accusation from sevens. She just takes she just takes in stride. You know, like <laughs> she's like the Buddha. I, it's it's weird. I don't like it's yeah. Like I said, the the end of this episode just really goes off the rails. And what yeah. happens in the next two episodes, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um maybe we should get right into the recap. Let's I do don't it. have a ton more general stuff to say. But first let's take a quick break. Alright, we start off the episode with a kid being chased through the woods by Vulcans. Uh, Picard and Guinan are questioned by the authorities who want to know about their plans to sabotage the Europa mission. Apparently, this is uh, also an off-books interrogation. It's very uh, hard to say. Flight, flight of the Navigator kind of feel with the flashback to the FBI agent, you know? Uh-huh. Running it, through the woods with like a throwback yeah, totally. flashlight, a 1970s flashlight. Well, that was my first indication that this wasn't like young Picard because you don't get a good... Right like look at the kid but you definitely get a good look at the flashlight and i'm like that's not yeah. a 23rd century flashlight i, I, I think they i think they they put that in there just because the first thought i was like oh we're we're seeing some more picard young picard trauma exactly yeah but seeing that flashlight you know it can't be um and this guy's just kind of like assuming aliens which i thought was interesting he doesn't assume time travelers he doesn't assume uh i don't know russians <laughs> like do they have some tech they don't know about or anything he just like immediately goes to aliens but we find out over the course of the episode he's got kind of why that is so i i think it's yeah i think that's that was all right i also think it, like yeah uh that's like a very cold war thing to like any outlandish technology is just it must be the ruskies boy right now it's <laughs> totally i i think like alien like if like Aliens is a slightly more believable reach than time travel because I think that mm-hmm. time travel is slightly more impossible than the existence of intelligent alien life that would come and visit us, you know? Oh, I think there's a lot uh, of evidence to say that time travel is not possible. Um, right. right. The fact that we aren't constantly inundated by time travelers. Time travelers, sure. From sure. The, the, the X amount of years until the heat death of the universe. Sure. All those people should be back here just taking tours, right? Maybe that's why Venice is so crowded. Maybe that's why it's sinking. Mm. All those people are time travelers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh... Don't you think it's weird? Um, I, I just thought this scene is so lazily written. Like, this guy comes in, Picard and, and uh, Guinan make it clear that this is their first interaction with this guy. The guy asks one question, are you aliens? And Picard doesn't even take it seriously, makes a joke answer and says, no, we fully cooperated. Let us out of here. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You, you, you joke answered one question. You haven't cooperated with shit, old man. What, yeah. you, you, you willingly got drug here to this room? Like, I, uh, I thought that was a hilarious line in the context of <laughs> where we were in the time stream. For sure. Um, so we go... Over to the bar where Gerardi blew the window out. Uh, and Rafi tells Rios over comms to stay on the ship to be sure that it's not overly borgified. 
go through the mm-hmm. systems um, and also figure out how to contain the Borg Queen once they find her. And Seven knows that Jurati is near, some, somewhere in a 15-block radius, but can't get an exact location. So she asks the guy cleaning up the window shrapnel where she went, and he says, that way with a big bearded guy, and they go after her. Why is Anna so offended that Rafi suggests she put herself in a bored mindset to, to try to anticipate what Gerardi might do? I mean, she's more than just Borg, Aaron. Come on. Is that all you see her this... as? The Borg lady? I just, I, I mean, what they have been telling me is a story of a person. Maybe that's what it is. They've been telling me a story of a person who has found it liberating not to be instantly judged as a Borg. And maybe mm-hmm. she finds the reminder that, oh, she still has, you know, like e- even though people can't tell just by looking at her. She still has, like, the Borg taint on her, or used to have it on her. But, but even yeah. then, it's like, what do I know about Seven that would make her completely become unhinged and start throwing accusations and berating uh, Rafi for, for doing this? I'm not sure if it's this scene or if it's the next one where she, like, you know, lays into, like, why, 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 you, why do you think I'm, I'm broken? Or why do you get such delight in, in finding that I'm broken or something like that? But I just, I don't know. I... Maybe we're that... laying the groundwork for uh, a turn, a seven of nine turn where she doesn't want to go back, where she Ooh. realizes that she would much prefer to stay here and not be a Borg than go back and be a Borg again. P- pissing, p- pissing up a rope that is being a Fenris 8 ranger. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I, 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 I did... I didn't I didn't like her like having the full on freak out, but I did like her, you know, trying to split the difference between, you know, like going up and like talking to the guy and posing as this, you know, like reading the situation about his mistrust of the cops and posing as a sister and trying to find I I thought that was that was pretty good. I just mm-hmm. wish she was not went just went to eleven with Rafi here. And it just doesn't make sense because Rafi's the one that's at eleven. Seven's not. And if seven goes to eleven if seven goes to 11 against Rafi, I expect Rafi to go to 15. Right, right. Not Double to be down. like, yeah. pray tell, pray tell, woman. What What is your issue with me? Can we not? Come, come, let's talk this over like the gentle people that we are. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think that's how it's going to go go down. But Fair. Uh, we go back to the interrogation. The FBI guy, Agent Wells is apparently his name. Uh, shows Picard and Guinan some images of themselves from the CCTV cameras at the Europa Mission Gala. Guinan asks why he's the one who was sent in to question them and deduces that this is some kind of personal thing for him. And he asks about Picard's IV brews and then leaves them. And Picard worries that the authorities are going to scrub the whole Europa Mission if they think that it's been tampered with. And, and you know, the whole thing, like, we may have caused our own downfall here. Like, right. yeah, that's time travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you not see the this coming? Right? Yeah, butterflies, people. Also, I like Picard being like, how could I be a robot if I've had an IV? <laughs> um, it, there's just a lot of logical leaps here. Like, just characters boldly stating, this see, this is personal to you. Yeah. Oh, oh it, that's all over this episode. There are so many just like, guesses taken as fact here that yeah yeah it's like you don't seem like a top interrogator have you seen inglorious bastards you talking about you when hans landed his goofy ass 
comes in there asking for a pint of milk or cream or whatever the fuck and lights up that ridiculous pipe that you're like, oh, this is the sharpest tack in the Third Reich's fucking investigate Jew investigation service. No, mm. but he is. He fucking is. So, like, I just like that's hilarious. They're just like, oh, you look like a schlub. You look like a guy don't have your life together. You don't look like a guy who can torture the shit out of anybody. And he just whips out his exacto knives and goes to work. I I don't know. Yeah, there's something bothering me about this guy. I feel like I've seen him before in a lot of things. And I'm I'm getting like a... No, it's worse. I think he's like the poor man's version of a slightly famous like 90s character actor. Yes, I think you're right. Like and... he was the dad on ALF. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was gonna say I can't place the real guy, let alone right. place this sub sub version of him. So yeah, like, he's he's like he's like a he's like a one off clone of the the dad from Alf or something along those lines. Yeah, or like he should have been in like two episodes of Mash or something. I don't know. Sure, he's got that sure. face. Yeah, shows up on Silver Spoons as a guest. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been in things for sure. Uh, so not Soji watches more videos of her father saying that she will be the last and she takes a 3d tour of the video she's watching uh, where a digital copy of Q shows up to give her the answers to her questions by showing her that she's an experiment Q tells her that he's sending her the key to her puzzle then a package shows up at her door in real life and it's more of the blue goo with a tag that says freedom are we sure it's not green pretty sure Pretty sure this. I don't want to rehash this thing. This old chestnut. is Soji genetically engineered to be stupid. <laughs> Why because do you ask? We talked about her watching five minutes of footage of people of 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 her father doing experiments on children and rapidly iterating through them dying and all that stuff. And she's still watching footage. And she's at the end. She like puts a tablet down and's like, "Am I an experiment?" Like yes, right? right. Yes, yes, you are. Like, do you need to open up the f- the flashing red GIF file that says you're an experiment? Is that the is that the file that you need to open? That, oh my god! I, I mean, the questions I have are many, but like the biggest ones: why is she the last one? Like, what was? Yeah, what was the breakthrough that got? I mean, clearly he had some kind of breakthrough. I I also I, I mean, to we... me, it seems like he 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 didn't have a breakthrough that he really understood. Right? He to to me, it felt like there was no. This was the point of no return. Like he had exhausted all other options, all other samples, and if yeah, this they're... one didn't go right, he wasn't able to go back to the experiment. Not interesting. Not unwilling, just unable. But that's well, it right. might be because he's he's now like been hounded out of every like responsible genetic engineering institute. Like he's Could like be. no funding. There's no. Um... But no, I think he's making progress and he's innovating. Uh-huh. He's just like at the end of his resources. Um. I, I thought it was somewhat clever to have Q with the foresight to know that he's losing his powers and embed like a program version of himself in this VR thing. It's a little bit Joker from the Dark Knight. Like, how in the world did you engineer the situation where you knew she'd strap on this helmet and run this program? But he's it's Q, a good, right? I mean, he sees he all timelines. He he's... uses the last vestiges of his yeah. Qness to, to construct this thing. So, for for when he can't, when he can no longer snap his fingers and appear to people, mm-hmm. it's like he's got like the power of the cue and a virtual reality program. I thought that was kind of a clever way to work around this this timing issue they've got. I mean, does this say that 
where does this put Q on the working for against uh, this particular future, this fascist future uh, spectrum? I, I mean, we've always known it's kind of been a ruse, right? Or uh, not a ruse, but a ruse by the writers to to make us think, oh, Q's just trying to destroy the universe, destroy the timeline. What? Why would he do that? Dude, I have no... I really... I don't know because... I don't know how this ties back into apparently his deep-seated desire to cure himself. Like, why is he working right. so... Like, he's now got Picard here and hooked, but it's it's the... I, I don't know. There's something about the escape, right? Like, it's not the trap. That's it, This is a trap, and the, the writers are in this episode mm-hmm. telling us that the, the you are right. This is a trap. The trap doesn't matter. It's all about escaping it. Yeah. So... I mean, it, it's almost like the show itself is saying, don't think too hard about how we got here and why. Just just sure. enjoy the next two episodes, right? Yeah. Because I don't think yeah. there is. Like, I, I think at the end of the season, if you sit there and think, what is it about Picard's life and decisions he made that made the fascist timeline pop? I don't think there's going to be a satisfying answer because it was a ruse the Q put on to get therapy for himself. Yeah, it's it's you're right you're right because it's hard to imagine a scenario that q couldn't control by just snapping his fingers um but if it's changing himself that's not as easy right and i I think that's like one of the messages is yeah changing yourself is not easy or simple um and and dealing with the trauma that you have is not easy or simple uh certainly not as simple as snapping your fingers so i i don't know yeah maybe they can make it all make sense in the last two episodes but and there's we'll more see. clues to come. There's more stuff. There's there, We find more things out throughout this episode. And there's only one more of these, right? Last No, there's two. Next I looked week it is up. The last there's, week? there's ten episodes. Is there really? Okay. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, anyway. Uh, Interesting. All right. So, yeah, we have two episodes left. We'll see. See what they do. Uh, Seven and Rafi uh, find the guy that Jurati was with in the alley with his throat slashed. Seven worries about Jurati because she knows how strong the allure of the Borg connection is. And she also says the Borg Queen is trying to create one-on-one connections to reproduce the feeling of the collective, which, if if you're keeping score here, yes, that means fucking. And yes, they had a psychic three-way in this alley with Jurati, the Borg Queen, and this bearded guy. Uh, this dirty alley with piles of trash in it. Uh, so th- there's, there's something for your mental image processors. Uh, it's not working, though. She realizes that. So Rafi patronizes Seven over her deep understanding of Borg Queen. Um, Seven bites her head off for trying to transparently manipulate her. What were you? You you thought Rafi was being uh, sarcastic here? Maybe she was. Oh, my God. Maybe you're right. She is because she says she's trying to manipulate her, right? Like, oh, that was you're so good with the Borg stuff. Man, you really knew that. That was awesome. Oh, okay. Because, like, I thought you mean she's being sarcastic. I thought she's like, I can't believe how right on. Because I was the same way. No, like, she's I can't patronizing just... her. She's like, oh, because she's like trying to, so she can can trying to make her do it more. Essentially, to what end I don't know, but she's definitely like uh, trying to say, oh, good job, good job. This is like Mean Girls levels of manipulation, though. But in, I don't know. Like when I watched way, TNG, like... I was a teenager, and I guess I like and watching that as an adult. I can definitely see a lot of uh, naive or youthful perspectives on that show. Mm. So like maybe it's fine for Star Trek to have that kind of stuff. But uh... I don't know. Uh, th- there's a line at the beginning of the scene where 
Seven's like, oh man, I could read that person's face like a map. Is that, does Seven have powers beyond normal humans when it comes to reading things because of her former Borgness or is she just like naturally gifted uh, as a person? I think she's suggesting that if it weren't for the Borg trauma and like, you know, clouding up her consciousness that she actually would be a real because she said that maybe that's why i was such a good supreme leader like i was just gotcha. a political beast uh if i didn't have all this borg weight that i was carrying around i think yeah could be right but it's weird because like seven pointing out rafi being manipulative is manipulative in herself because she's when she's like uh we all see it like that's cl- like okay have you had conversations with the card gerardi rios uh, Elnor, Soji, and you've all like, like, you know, like, oh, we all agree she's manipulative. Because I don't think you've had that conversation. I think you are yeah. putting a lot of your guys' relationship bullshit onto this. And I, I, like, I don't know. It's weird to have someone, it's weird to have a manipulative person call out another person for being manipulative as they're manipulating them. <laughs> That'd be the perfect way to manipulate them, though. That's true. Yeah, it feels very like House of Cards shit, right? Like, right. You know. <laughs> Accuse, accu- it feels very Putin. Accuse someone of doing the thing that you're about to do or are doing. Look, if it's House of Cards, the political stakes are City Council of Sesame Street. <laughs> I just want to make it clear that I yeah. uh, that show fell from grace quite a bit, but like those first two seasons, there were some there were some machinations. I mean, now that they're retiring, some machinations. Grover? Yeah, come on. Was it Grover they were retiring? I think. I think. Yeah. I yeah don't somebody's got to fill that trash can. Come on. By retiring, do we mean uh, black blackmailing uh, Grover with uh, photos of him taking drugs and prostitutes and telling him they slit his wrist in the bathtub? Is that <laughs> very House of Cards? Is that re- yeah. okay? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it, I I, I <laughs> there's I don't know there's this concept of like okay trying to reestablish a collective sort of feeling in the Borg Queen. Uh, trying to make these one-on-one connections and I just couldn't stop thinking wait until she gets a hold of Twitter like th- there's <laughs> the Borg Queen would light Twitter on fire she yeah like how sexy would her tweets be how fucking dark how manipulative like she would win Twitter right just day oh, one yeah. she would be she'd she'd be driving the discourse let's put it that way for sure she'd be trending day one uh <laughs> anyway seven sees the the guy's phone the bearded guy's phone and claims she could taste lithium ion metals because it's a borg thing I, uh-huh. interesting I, I like the way they explain it you know they use these these stable metals to like ease the transition from human to borg to not reject the nanites it's, it was kind of a cool explanation but it sounded and the, and, and, and also kind of backward and also for a borg queen she has to produce nano p- particles yeah. and you need those raw materials like that makes sense yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, then they hear a noise and they follow it to where Gerardi is just eating batteries, tearing batteries out of cars and just noshing them. Uh, Drinking them like a six pack, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, She rushes at them and almost kills Rafi before Gerardi gets the board queen under control and walks away. Uh, it is, so so let me let me ask you this. Uh, go back, Go back real quick to the manipulative Rafi stuff. This is the explanation for her being kind of all over the place, right? Um, in her dialogue and her motivations. She's not actually all over the place. She's on a mission, but she's manipulating everyone around her by just saying what she thinks they want to hear. 
Is that a good enough explanation for you? Uh, no, a Starfleet officer? No, no. I don't want a person who's <laughs> ma like Machiavelli, like, ah, if right. I say this per if I say damn the timeline to you, and what about the timeline to you, and I, mm -hmm. I know everybody's, no, I don't, I don't, that doesn't feel very Star Trek to me. I agree. I agree. But it seems like that's the excuse they're going with. But she's traumatized. She's high on snake leaf. Uh, she's going through a diff. She's she's being forced to work with a, a ex intimate partner. Like you know, there's a lot going on. It's <laughs> still mm -hmm. not an excuse. Yeah, no, I I don't like it. I don't like it. I do want to point out how we end this scene because it'll be important later on. Uh, we end this scene with Seven having been thrown against a dumpster, uh, and just kind of like shaken off the concussion a little bit. And Rafi was just choked, and she's trying to catch her breath on the ground. Mm -hmm. And Girardi is walking into the foreground, walking toward the camera, and then we cut away. We'll, we'll come back to this. I, I want to say that that was a stunning shot of Girardi yeah. uh, with the red dress and the slit all the way up to her fucking you know, hip bone and the cleavage down to the navel, like <laughs> fucking assimilate me, mommy. Like it was, <laughs> I, I'll get down drinking batteries. If that's what it takes. Come on. Yeah. I think I know why you're appreciating Gerardi Boar this season. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's this scene, but it's also her demeanor is totally different, right? She showed that she can be more it than is, just it's... the Gerardi you saw in season one, like this flake, yeah. this, this weirdo, like science pixie dream girl sort of thing that she's got going yeah, on. Yeah, which is not a turn up, but like this like powerful board queen channeling through Allison Pill and and the way she's yeah, playing yeah. it is so much more serious and it's, authoritative and like it, it's a good performance. I like it. It's, you know what it is? It's it's evil Kira vibes from Deep Space Nine, Absolutely. which I was always yeah. a fucking sucker for. So. Uh -huh. All right, Agent Wells comes back in and tells Picard that he knows about Rios whose statement to ICE is pretty, pretty incriminating if you take it seriously. Also, he has Rio's comm badge, and they separate Guinan and Picard. Is this where he says, like, I, I gave the superiors proof, and I, I told them about you, and you don't want to deal with the superiors because they suck? Or is that later? I, I think it's later. Uh, this is where... Uh... Okay. That he confronts him with the quote that he, that that uh, Roth that the uh, that they got from Rios about him being, yeah, in future stuck in a primitive past, the cybernetic queen trying to assimilate the Earth with a crusty old admiral and a flesh and blood robot body, and I like Picard. <laughs> How Picard tries to play is like, well, these obviously were the result of barbaric interrogation techniques. Uh huh. Uh, and he's like, combat, baby. I don't know. And yeah. and then he's you guys you know he's going to he's going to threaten he's going to split them up, which. That's how you. That's you should have done this from the beginning, Obviously. idiot. Jesus, right. this guy isn't the sharpest interrogator in the in the in the shed, and, and especially with broken cameras. Like I, I, I don't know. This is a bad interrogation facility and a bad interrogator. In fact, by the end of the episode, I'm not even sure if this was an official FBI thing or if this is just something he was doing as a hobby. <laughs> he printed out an FBI. Like badge this is like off the. No, no, no. Printer. I think he's an FBI agent, but I think he's like. Oh, they, they say FBI it's off agent. the books, yeah. This is right, but not like off the books like you think the American government's off the books, like a black site, or it's like it's like you know, left hand doesn't know what the right hand. I did literally think he's just on taking a flyer, which is super interesting when he comes in later, having been 
fired for this off the books. Dude, that's but what I'm talking about. That's the scene where I had to infer like 50 different things, and we'll talk. I'm about telling that. you, but, yes, but it's yeah. that's a rough scene. Um, anyway, Teresa's kid is on La Serena playing with the controls while Rios looks through the ship's programming, and he shows them the replicators, and Teresa and Rios, and which doesn't even like blow their minds the way that something like that should blow your mind. Like the implications of the replicator <laughs> so run so deep. The, you would think she would just like stand there and ponder it for a minute, but she doesn't. She tells Rios all about her life and the kid and asks about his life. And then, boy, she concocts just the most elaborate scenario involving a failed marriage and an affair to get him to open up about his life. And he ends up telling her nothing because her kid ate too much cake. They do kiss, though. <laughs> Yeah, this is like, you know, you see a sexy Starfleet officer from the future. How would you open? This is, I mean. This this, this is insane. This is one of the things about the show I thought has been cute so far. And they kind of fucked it up with this scene. Because. Who is she? It, that, that's. I don't like, know. Let's pretend we've been married for 10 years. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend all this screen time in layer, layering this elaborate, like. Clearly psychosexual fantasy. Like, we're just strange. Uh-huh. Like, we're so bored that now we're pretending we're strangers. We're going to try to pick each other. And now tell me the thing that you would only tell a person with 10 years of intimacy, relationships on the rocks. You're trying to save it all. Go. Guess what? I wouldn't have that to tell you work. anything because we talked about it in the last 10 years. So you know it all. It, I, I, yeah, man. You know it like all, that, right? that, was a, that was a writer who was thinking they were really clever. Like, that, yeah. I, this is some A-plus fucking steamy ad. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe this is some Harlequin romance stuff. But I I, I mean, they like, say, wow. Write what you know. So I assume whoever wrote this episode has a particular set of fantasies. If someone pulled this on you in the third date, I would run for the hills, man. Yeah, this is terrifying. So I think Rios is insane. And I think <laughs> Teresa is insane. I didn't think that five minutes before the scene hit. So congratulations. Right. Anyways, we go back to Wells who interrogates. Oh, this is the scene. He's interrogating. Oh, by the way, and all that, all that dialogue leads off to Rios not like about to drop the deep dark secret, and then uh, the kid interrupts with his fucking tummy hurting. Yeah, and and by the way, you are one hundred percent right. Like this should be like visiting Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, right? And this kid is like, "Yay, four cakes!" And that's it. That's it. Press a few buttons, eat four cakes. I mean, even for Teresa, like, the kid might take it all in stride, right? Because everything's new to a kid. But, like, Teresa, to not go, my I do God, think so. Here's my other is... problem with the scene. Because I think they explicitly showed her kind of, like, a gog reaction. Like, I could get used to living in this future. And so everything else kind of feels like like she's now wanting to like yeah hitch a ride to the future. She's like, I want to hitch, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. That's the energy I got is she's going out. I want to lock Rios down. I want to I want to force this intimacy. This this is like she she was accompanied him to the ATM and accidentally saw the balance in his checking account (laughs) (laughs) and was like, holy sh. I, we should go to dinner tonight. Yeah, Maybe we wait, can pretend. Wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that find I'm... that find that in casual conversation. What you're a board certified heart surgeon at the Mayo Clinic? Whoa. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Little little kind of it just really it's on multiple levels ruined the kind of cute chemistry they had got that got going for them so far. 
Yeah, and I guess what does she want? What does she want? You know, does she want to be the the clinic doctor who's out there helping people who are less fortunate, or does she want to hitch a ride to the future with some guy? Yeah, that like she the easy knows? way out. Like I want to. I'm tired of beating my head. I mean, that's fair, sure. Um, right. You can you can pose that conundrum. I will I will accept that. Um, but I didn't feel like that's what they were acknowledging here. I felt like it was more. She's just trying to connect with Rios one to one. It didn't. It didn't feel to me like she's really angling for anything. Hmm. I don't know. It sounds like it did to you, but well, I'm just putting. I'm just like this is terrible. This show's writing's terrible. This was a bizarre sequence, and it happens right after she finds out, like, oh, that like in a visceral way, the future that this guy's from is like a dream world. Like, there's no want. Yeah. There's no like you know. There's a food generation machine. Holy shit! Right. Um, anyway, Wells interrogates Picard. He tries to convince Picard that it's better to talk to him than deal with the guys up the line who are probably just going to dissect him. Um, that's kind of the entire scene there. And He's then, like, everyone has pain receptors. Picard's like, but I can turn mine off at will. Right? <laughs> See the switch on the back of my neck? I just hit this yeah. button here. Yeah, I can cock this my tunnel. head at a 45 degree angle and turn off my emotions. Now mm-hmm. what? I'm 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 I can't feel pain and I have no fear. Now what? Interrogate me. <laughs> uh, that was a pretty that this is I, I this was a pretty sick line. Uh your existence will be a redacted report and rumor. That's mm-hmm. a sick line. If the rest of the episode is up to that quality, well, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Um So it turns out that the Q summoning did work. And it summoned FBI agent Q, who now enters Guinan's holding room. Is I don't understand why Q is here. What is he here to do if not to know exactly that he's here to interrogate Guinan? I why if he's here, why does any of this come as a surprise to him? Because he's they 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 make it another point that that's the other thing is like people keep saying that Q sounds crazy but I'm with you I think he just sounds like Q Oh in this scene yeah after this but like I don't understand why he was surprised to find Guinan in here and if he yeah. is surprised to find Guinan why is he here in the first place and not interrogating Picard directly or something so he's he was summoned and he's still enough Q to respond to the summon. I guess. But he's enough not Q that the summon stalled and failed and just succeeded in like creating some kind of mind meld between him and Guinan so she can sense his his, his fear and his, his sense of alienation. So he had no choice but to come to this room because he was summoned? I mean, that's, I think that's what summoning Delayed means, Delayed summoning? Right? Like, if you summon a demon, it's not like the demon's sure, like, sure. I'm getting my horns curled, fuck you. Like, you just show up in the But it usually circle. doesn't happen the next day while you're at school or whatever. That's what I'm either. saying, but, so, like, like, if a demon like if a demon had Alzheimer's, okay, would they respond to his summon? Like, I, it's like, yeah, in a, in, in a right... I, I, but that's what I'm saying, like... Like this is all fucking American horror story shit. Like, yeah, summoning a cue with some kind of ritual. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, you know what? I we mean, need I... Wesley Crusher to scan that shit. And like, I noticed when you open the bottle, it's resonating in a polyphonic sequence: uh, alpha, theta, and gamma. I'm gonna tune my tricorder. Hey, we can summon a cue anytime because this is still a science show about scientific principles. We might not discover them yet, but we're not just gonna fucking <laughs> right. summon people. With some kind of voodoo shit ritual, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. So I, I, I have no idea how to, to score this scene. Right. Uh, yeah, but and anyway, also, she's. Yep. Wait, there's one other thing I want to point that like Q doesn't say he's dying. He says Jeez. that there's an event horizon for the first time that he cannot see past. Mm. To me, this is big Doctor Manhattan. Like tachyon type, like to me, this is like some yeah. kind of huge, and I I wonder if this is all going to come down to the Borg Queen manipulating everything to get a leg up on assimilation to galaxy, and she comes tearing through the t- time and space, and Girardi with her last vestige of control tries to summon Picard to stop it. Uh, mm. That doesn't really make a lot of sense because what the hell would Picard do? <laughs> right, summons Q. Maybe, maybe she does the scream. Gerardi does the mm. scream and summons Q, and he summons Picard, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but then the other thing is like the escape that that is the thing that that counts in this. Scene. Yeah, he's he's trying to redeem his own life somehow by and Picard's by forcing Picard to escape the trap he's in. It's right. It's an interesting setup. I think. Um, we'll see if they can knock it down here in the next couple episodes uh because yeah I, I don't hate conceptually i don't hate anything that happened in this scene i i kind of like I, it i did i liked what q was saying about death i liked about how like you know it, it takes everything we know about the continuum and how they're kind of like bored and full of ennui and he's like oh my god something new i'm kind of excited about it but there's something that i can't quite get past and uh mm-hmm. but but then he says all humans are trapped by the past yeah. Is this Q trying? Is is Q meaning to give them a clue to bust open this case? Could be. Could be. That's um, what happens? It doesn't feel very tightly connected. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, with all the with all the psychological trauma that we've seen, you know, Picard dealing with this episode or this season. De- definitely, I read. I don't know. They have a whole other scene about like, what does he mean by humans are all trapped in the past? And you could look at it this way or that way. And I'm like, yeah. I, it seems like a pretty, pretty plain reading, right? The things that happen to people in their past control who they are in the future. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> maybe if you don't experience time linearly, that doesn't make a lot of sense to you uh, if you're right. Q, but like for a human, that makes perfect sense. So mm-hmm. I I don't know why Guinan has such a problem deciphering what he his code is here. Mm. Anyway, uh, Soon tries to apologize to not Soji for his behavior the previous night, but she confronts him with her new knowledge and demands that he explain the experiment. And he does kinda, I don't know, half explains it, and then she claims that he she he doesn't love her, uh, he just loves his work, and goes outside where he proves to be uh that that is spot on. And she walks off. Uh, he's at the end. He's like, "No, Soji, stop! You're, you'll be on Wiki feet." She's <laughs> right there, bare feet, wiggling her toes in the grass. Um, I'm with you. What the fuck is this experiment? Can someone tell me? Two episodes to go. What his experiment is? Was he trying to? What, did he have a dead daughter? He's trying to cure. I, that's fine. Just trying to create life from knows? nothing. Is he? And, like, every time someone gets close to, like, pinning him down, he goes on these unhinged, right. you know, you think re- reality is a simple construct for simple-minded fools. Blah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, he just goes Maybe you're making this it mad more scientist shit. complicated than it needs to be, man. It probably is simple if you stop speaking in riddles. 
Yeah. And she gets a sick burn in at the end because he's all about like, ah, you don't exist without me. I created Mm -hmm. you. And she turns around and says, maybe it's you who doesn't exist without me. Uh, meaning, you know, she's his work, and if all he cares about is is his work, then without her, he's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I although I would trust this vial. I'm I'm not sure what what about this vial makes her trust it. Like it has a tag that says freedom, but she's already taken one of these vials, and she got about 15 feet out the door before she started suffocating and veins bulging out of her face. Right. And now she's just going to walk to the beach? Like, what are you doing? I don't know, How do you know this isn't going to wear off 10 seconds from now? Yeah. Well, it's freedom, not temporary freedom. But that's what the other... I I don't... I... I... I, Yeah. Like, because, like, that's... It's like she just found out her entire life is a lot. Maybe that's what it is. She just doesn't care. She's just well... She's just really... Yeah, like, my whole life is a lot. This is all a bunch of bullshit. I'm going to take the first, like, off-ramp. And if Mm -hmm. it kills me, then fine. Yeah. That makes sense. I made it. I made it twenty years past my sis, my poor sisters that lived mere hours. You know. Uh huh. All right, man. I have serious problems with this next scene. Fucking fundamental problems with this next scene. The next scene is Rafi and Seven. But we pick up right where we left them. You know, Rafi's on the ground, going, "Boy, I'm out of wind." She really like choked me pretty hard. Seven's over there, like, "Man, I hit that dumpster pretty hard." Shaking off her her uh, head trauma, whatever. They're just kind of standing around, chatting, catching their breath, shooting the shit about what they think the Borg Queen might do next, while the greatest threat that humanity has ever known walks down the fucking block. Go after her, you idiots. Like, you don't have to deduce, oh, what she need, what are her supplies sources. Like, walk right. around the fucking corner. She's right there. Follow you her. saw her leave. Right. Right. Christ, this is so stupid. I hated this scene. Hated every second. No, of it. we we have to have a break. We have to have a flashback, and I have to explain to you about my n- manipulation and my thing with Elnor and all that stuff. While, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, at least make it clear that some time has passed and that she might be like ten minutes down the block. Because, like, mm-hmm. if it's there are literally two of you and you can go left and right out of this parking lot, then go fucking do that, and you will find her. <laughs> like, yeah. But they do make it seem like it's uh, just immediately after they got choked exactly, up. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. No, it killed me. Uh, anyway, they eventually decide that the Borg Queen is trying to do something on the beard guy, bearded guy's cell phone, and they try to jump it with the tricorder to get access, and Rafi admits to being a manipulator. Uh, why the cell phone? Did she call a lift or something? Maybe that was a thing. Like, they saw her get into a lift, and just they knew she was gone. Well, she said that she tried to get a connection to this guy one on one, and that didn't work, and that's when she broke the wind. I don't, man, I don't fucking know. Get access to his Twitter account? Oh shit! That's what I'm She's saying. She can access, or like, did she sense within this thing's battery that it had to trace electrolytes that she needed? But like, if that's the case, I got, I got. Did the writers think that the, <laughs> she, the car, she got the, on TikTok and and made a video of the battery challenge, what? where you take a car battery and drink the juice out of it? Did the writers Picard think that the car battery is the same thing as a cell phone battery? Like uh, it's just a big cell. It's just a, you know you need a big battery for a fo- for a car. Oh, it's a stabilizing because, like, metals. I are, are they lithium ion? I don't even know. Are they are no, they some lead kind acid. of they're like lead, lead acid? plates oh, in, in, in an acid solution? Like a boat battery. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Deep cycle. Like it's a, 
Whatever. If she was like ripping into Teslas and like sucking the lithium yeah, ion yeah. out of that, then that would make sense. But I, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't either. I'm sure there's some stabilizing metals and all those things. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. We've it, it, any more on Rafi being a manipulator? She here. She like admits it. She just says, "Yeah." yeah do we? Yeah. Are we going to go into the full flashback or? Okay, yeah, let's do that. So we get a flashback okay. to Rafi giving Elnor instructions on deflector shield maintenance, and apparently um, he's he's training to pass some tests at the Academy. Sure. Uh, they trade personality-based barbs for a bit, then Elnor tells her that he's needed somewhere else. I, I don't know, Kawat Milot, all, all these fucking things. I have no it idea was where just, he's it, going. It, 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 is that the that, uh, female, all-female Romulan order of nuns that I took so. him in? Yeah, it's like yeah. The, the took in the orphans and trained him as, as, in his hyper-rational, honest martial arts stuff. Right, and, to be, and they've to be recalled an op- him. opposite-day Romulan, yeah. Right, they've recalled him to be to, to return, to do some more service, to repay them, taking their, her, them in. Right. So. So he has to abandon Rafi's plan for his life, uh, which she doesn't like. Uh, back in the 21st century, Rafi admits to Seven that she manipulated Elnor to stay in the Academy and then die in her arms. Uh, <laughs> she didn't really foresee that part. But they get hit. Uh, they get a hit on the phone search history, but the show doesn't let us see what it is. I think that um, uh, clearly she's looking up Dr. Soon's address, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... It's weird because I'm not saying this isn't not manipulation, but this is the kind of manipulation that almost every parent deploys on their child at some point in their life. Oh, yeah. Like when, yeah, like if you your child's been in Little League their whole and then like when high school, they're like, I don't want to try for the team, but you've worked so, you know, or like, uh, you know, they're, they're picking out a different college and, and you know, they want to go to it's, it's kind of like. Uh, you know, and, and for all mankind, when she wanted to go to the Naval College instead of whatever, and, and the parents are like, it's it's that jarring thing of like, oh my god, this person has a plan that's different from my plan, and mm-hmm. it's scary and weird, and it's like, it's fine, like, I'm not saying it's not manipulation, and I don't think the parents should should do that to their children, but also... The child should just point out it's, it's sunk not cost the... fallacy, parents, sunk yeah. cost fallacy, oh, I've worked so hard for it, I guess it's my life now. I would say it's not the kind of malicious uh, manipulation that we usually associate with that term. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It felt like it's it's a weird. It's I don't know. It's 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 inadequate to explain all of Rafi's bullshit, and also kind of like very. I, I don't know. It, feel, it feels like a a very slight manipulation. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I. It, it, the shitty thing is like. In a in a previous iteration of Star Trek, characters would come out and talk about their feelings. They would say, I don't want right. you to leave. I'm going to miss you. And they would work through this. But Rafi is such a shitbird that she can't even say one true thing to Elnor. And so we get a bunch of manipulation and lying that's totally, yeah. like I said earlier, unbecoming of a Starfleet officer. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This, this like... Lying, manipulating, like the dissembling version of a Starfleet officer really sucks. And is she and she's sad because she's aware as she's manipulating, and it's like that's bad to itself. Or does she is she upset because this particular manipulation led to Elnor's death? Right, it's like it's the latter. Man, if he goes and falls, if he goes and sword fights for the Kumquat Malar or whatever the heck they are, <laughs> he could probably die. He could get killed in that kind of shit too. Totally, it's like. 
the reason it's wrong is because you manipulated a person, not because it had a bad outcome. And I felt yeah. like it was a little bit closer to that than it was the the other. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me wonder what they're planning for the next couple episodes with her because the cracks are definitely being torn at here. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Borg Queen uh, takes Jurati to Soong's house. That's just a very quick scene. And then Agent Wells continues to interrogate Picard, but Guinan protects herself. Uh, uh, sorry, projects herself. Well, can I ask one thing? Because she, yeah. she, she has this line... She goes, I assume you don't need a lecture on the futility of resistance not being necessary. And I'm like, why would, why would he not? Why would he not? You are right. Allison Pill in a sexy dress standing on top of a staircase. He has no fucking clue what the Borg are. Does right. he? Like, as cute, like, it was Unless, such a bizarre, like, like she's talking to us, the audience. Right. Like, you don't want me to do a fan service resistance is futile, do you? <laughs> but but do you want another Pat Benatar number? Ah. Uh? <laughs> Huh? We right. could do that. This staircase one. is a pretty good platform. Uh, sure, give me a spotlight. Strike right. a band. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's a silly line that makes no sense in context. Uh, o- only the context of being an audience member. Anyway, we go back to Agent Wells, continuing to interrogate Picard, but Guinan projects herself into Picard's mind from the other room to tell him that all humans are stuck in the past, and he uses that phrase to latch onto Wells' trauma and barter an exchange of truth. Um, Wells claims he's the monster in the dark. Then we flash back to the kid again, looking for his dog in the dark woods. Instead, he finds Vulcans taking swamp gas samples, I, I guess. Uh, they, they chase him and mind meld with him and then vanish. And Wells, now in the, in the 21st century timeline, is telling Picard this. Uh, Picard helps him remember the Vulcan mind meld grip and explains exactly what it was, that it's not an attack. It was to help him. Um, and he explains, I'm here to save humanity and I need your help. Yeah, this is a mess. This is, they created a character to do this thing and then dismiss him in a single episode. And he's got all this drama yeah. and alien experiences and the the Vulcan frog research team and it's to oh, what end? Man. Is this all just to get Q and Guinan together to say humans are trapped in the past because that's the key to unlocking the safety of their future again? I yeah. Why I mean, is pretty you need explicit this like that? This. The humans have to confront past traumas that don't make sense, and the Vulcans uh-huh. knew that. If they could just make that memory go away, then he'd be a perfectly fine person, and he wouldn't be this driven. He wouldn't be this obsessed. He wouldn't be that. But I don't know. Like I also think it's like weird that this guy, like Picard's a good speaker. I've seen him do a lot of things. But to change this guy from you are aliens here to destroy us all, and I've got mm-hmm. hard evidence leaning to that, to you are an old, kindly old man that is going to save the galaxy, and I need that, and, and I'm going to believe you just because you looked at me and sincerely said, let's exchange our truths, boy. Right. Like, I've this seen Picard is... do things like this, but he always... this didn't. I didn't feel a connection here, and I always did no. feel a connection in the past. Um right. Because the connection happened like a deus ex machina, like literally Guinan psychically burnt through and said, humans are stuck in the past with some kind of cheap Power Ranger looking effect, by the way. I had no idea she could even do this, let alone 
that it would well, look Well, it made her bad. nose bleed. So anytime you exercise a non-canonical power, right? Uh, then then that's that's gonna it's gonna happen. So I, at least like a I reason said, to this, not do it all the time. Sure. This this was an ep- this was an episode trying to fit in about three episodes worth of things that needed to happen, and ju- just and I'm like I begin like I don't know I like why did they need like oh god I just yeah why why did they need to introduce this character again why do you keep having these people get caught why do right. you have these people keep getting right. caught by authorities if you're going to have the dumbest way possible to get them out yeah. like just have them. Have him organically discover the problem that Q, or have him discover it through talking, or I don't know, some orca- arcane lore that Guinan knows because she's Guinan. Like if you're gonna just make shit up, I, I it's just wild. No, it feels like a stalling tactic to to bring everything to a crescendo in the final episode or two. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, like, what is Picard doing while Seven and Rafi are out there? Is this like the third or fourth thing. episode where the whole thing has been about someone is in official custody yeah. and we have to figure out how to get them out, only to find out that they got themselves out in the, in at, at the end of the thing anyway? Uh huh. Yeah, that's seems crazy. Like go-to. I agree. Uh, I also think it's not cool that Picard just straight up lies to this man. Uh, he says, "I'm I'm in fact human. I can honestly say I'm I'm human. No, no, you're not human. You are you are absolutely not human." You were human, but now you're yeah. definitely a meat robot. Yeah. So shame I think I understand what he's lying. saying that like you know his his essential humanity is his mind, and that's still as far as he knows human. But but yeah. Hmm. Sounds like being being mind melded with is traumatic too. Like, think so. Feel like this guy's fingers are sticking into your brain, and like it, it felt very invasive and. Uh, yeah, when you don't yeah. know what it is, I, I which would I, say... I hear like I, it, it's I, they've always shown like a mind meld that's you're not willing to be kind of a violation. I remember in Star Trek Six yeah. where uh, Spock put it to the saboteur, and it didn't seem like a pleasant experience, man. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, we go back to the Lost Arena where the transporter is offline again. Rios calls Rafi to say that they have big problems. Um, we find out why the transporter is offline. I think it's. It's the Borg technology. Uh, yeah, Borg no shit. It's been on and off because of Borg technology. This whole like we this is this is the problem we knew about two episodes ago when they showed the inset of Girardi sticking her fingers in there and greenifying everything. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we already know we have big problems, right? Apparently, rebooting the ship didn't fix the problem. Yeah. Uh, all right. Guinan and Picard analyze what Q meant by all humans are trapped in the past, and in my opinion, they overanalyze. Uh, Picard gets back on track asking about Q's other statement. It's about the escape, not the trap. And Agent Wells returns and says, uh, okay, this is the scene. This scene is fucking confusing unless you spend 10 minutes deciphering. Like, pause it, yep. decipher the line, go on to the mm-hmm. next line, decipher that, go back to the first line to recontextualize that line because it doesn't make sense in the light of the new line. What I gather is... He, he's he been fired as the man who cried alien. Also, he was bluffing earlier when he said he gave Rios communicator to the higher-ups as proof for fear that they'd steal away his life's work so that so he gave up his career instead, apparently. And now he seems content to just walk out the door as a former FBI agent who knows aliens do in fact exist, but he won't get to be a part of saving humanity. I, I think he's okay with that because he doesn't want them dissected after finding out about the purpose of the mind meld. Um, 
there, there's just a lot to infer in this scene. And the way that it's laid out, it, it doesn't sense. make any like, sense. So it he's does. in a police facility in an evidence room that he's disabled the cameras by, and he's going to get fired, but, like, why are his superiors wanting to, like, go down and apologize to these civilians that he's just accosted off the street and accused of aliens? Like, there's no... Like... I, it almost feels like this guy had him in his of... garage. Like, if he took him yeah. to his per- private domicile, but, like, this is... I don't think you can just like let bygones be bygones here, man. Like, if you didn't, if and also if if you didn't do paperwork, and this mm. is like, then what did he get in trouble for? Well, he didn't do paperwork the first time, so the second time he did go to them and he said, but he didn't give him the communicator. Aliens, but he wouldn't give them proof because he knew they'd dissect him, and he didn't want him to dissect him after he found out that aliens aren't actually all that bad. And how many wild alien goose chases has he gone on to, to where like they That's would fire the him? Uh, the man yeah. who cried alien means he's taken them on doing a this lot a bunch. of goose chases. But but he was able to dispel all of that hostility and that obsession with aliens with one good Picard speech. Apparently, all right. Apparently, anyway. but you know, Guinan said some moments are just she can tell she's an Illyrian. Some some moments are just made to happen. You you had to be this way. You had to be that boy trauma so you could be this man. That's it's mm-hmm. such a bunch. It's it's such a bunch of bullshit. And also, like every once in a while, Star Trek does this thing where they it just it just gives humanity a sloppy blowjob at the expense of all of the <laughs> sure. rest of the aliens. Where it's like, yeah. oh, you unique in, in in the fucking history of the galaxy. <laughs> you guys are capable of change and self reflection and growth. <laughs> Vulcan Vulcans can't do that. Vulcans no, are just stuck. Like, Get out of and, here. And, and Picard is just sitting back eye, with his hands laced yeah. behind, like, like smugly enjoying the sloppy toppy he's getting from <laughs> another alien that's admiring. Like, right. I, I, it's, it's so... Man, it's, 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 I it's, mean, think it's about this in context, see. though. He has an omnipotent, omniscient, as best I can tell, being following him around the galaxy like this is watcher yeah, times 10 that's Just true like, main cast daddy syndrome, please help Picard's me with my issues got it. right yeah right dude yeah main character syndrome why wouldn't he think like it's like the, the yeah, little gods are putting him on trial for the entire survival of humanity <laughs> right. Jesus. yeah this is this is long-running canon uh Anyway, we, we go back over to the Borg Queen telling Soong that he's at the crossroads where he can choose between a utopian future for humanity that negates his legacy or being the instrumental man and bringing about a dystopian future for everyone. He chooses his but legacy cool. over utopia. Yeah, yeah. But you're cool? No, but I'm saying, but, but, but the, the, the pro, right, right. like the whole world falls to darkness, but you're awesome. And this makes sense because, like, remember yeah, when we saw the, and all that shit. the fascist world that, like, Dr. Soon uh-huh. had these big hollow statues and stuff? So, like, I thought that was, like, for some reason that Soon in the future is prominent, but I think that's, like, kind of he's the founder of this society somehow. Yeah, seems like it. Um, yeah. That he's actually the Adam Soon that's on the, yeah, the statue. Um, so, yeah, he chooses his legacy over Utopia and agrees to give the Borg Queen the material she needs. And she's going to give him a location and a means to dispose of Picard. So he's being sent on a mission himself. Right. Which is interesting. I guess she doesn't have control of the La Serena at this point. It's just her programming is locking everyone else out. Sounds like it, yeah. Because if not, like just transport Picard right in front of you and Borgify. Right. Him. Like, right. what's that old man going to do? Robot body or no? Right. And also, 
she's going to provide him a location of means. It seems like the opposite. Like he's the one that provided her a strike team and all this other shit. So, uh huh. I guess the she provided materials. the. I guess those were the materials, the, the humans, of, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I want to talk about that. Okay. Um. So Picard decides that defending La Serena is the top priority. So he, Seven, and Rafi head back, and Guinan wishes him luck and says goodbye. Yep. Potentially the last queen. we see of Guinan in the series. Also, they keep on saying that the, the queen needs a 400-year jump on assimilating the galaxy. The Borg has been ga- assimilating. The, like, did the Borg get invented in, the, in, in like the year 2300 or something and start their rampage around the galaxy? Like, I thought the, the Borg had been spreading for eons. Yeah. Um, it wasn't humanity. They weren't, they weren't saying like 400-year right. jump on humanity. It's just such a weird no. thing to be like it's a it's a huge yeah I guess they get a four hundred but they didn't say a four hundred year jump on assimilating humanity they said a four hundred year oh. jump on assimilating a galaxy which I guess you get into the alpha quadrant is a leg up I don't know yeah sure I I would guess so there's a, a lot of alien species but also the queen it's also this is like the scorpion the frog and the scorpion because like the queen knows that by pursuing this path it's going to lead to the timeline where she gets exterminated right. So, like, I still, like, am not understanding well, why. Maybe she's got her own little spin on the... But she's fucking with it, e- destroying her timeline, too. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe it alters to a third timeline, right? Like, if... Because wow. uh, she's the yeah. wild card, you know? <laughs> there right. was no Borg on Earth in the 21st century in either of those timelines, but she would uh-huh. branch a third branch here. Yeah. She could assimilate Earth. That's my assumption. Mm. Anyway, uh, Soong makes a call to uh, General, apparently, and gets a bunch of special ops soldiers delivered. How long this takes is hard to say, but it seems a matter of seconds. It seems like these forces were maybe <laughs> observing him outside in his bushes and just got called True. in. Right, yeah, uh-huh. Like, they were the strike force sent to assassinate him if he tried one too many genetic experiments. Right. But he, he calls him in, so. Uh, and the Borg Queen begins assimilating the operatives, yeah. That's that's the big deal. Did you think that's weird that she just goes up and starts injecting nanotubes into soldiers and like all the soldiers are standing around there watching totally. it and they're saying nothing? Like, yeah, like super well trained, I guess. Right. They, they've they broken these soldiers to where there is no amount of fucked up things they could see. But they're they're ex special forces mercenaries. Like, I don't True, know. I guess yeah. that I'd be like, your dude's eyeballs just turned black and he's got those same weird veins that are on your face, lady. I'm out of this mission. But look how much he can bench press. You guys yeah, want a taste maybe. of it, right? I don't know. Also, Alice and Pill starting to look pretty Borgy. I'm going to can the next mm-hmm. two episodes are about uh, you know how because cl- I'm 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 I've been down bad in my life, but not so down bad I've ever found the Borg Queen attractive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm hey if you if you saw um, first contact uh, Borg Queen putting the moves on Data and felt a little a certain way. I'm not holding that against you. God knows I've I've <laughs> I've been attracted to worse. I'm just saying. I'm wondering where is going to be the line where there's enough green shit on on her face to take away from the 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 leg slit and the the other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find mm-hmm. out. Maybe it's the hair, the lack of hair. It's all. It's, it's like, when the hair falls out and the and the skin yeah. gets moist, like like That's it looks like thing. like it's slimy. It's got like uh-huh. a sheen to it. That's where it's like I. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yep. And maybe the that tubes looks... in the neck. 
not a fan of yeah. neck tubes. I like I, I'm okay with out. body mods, like get tattoos, get piercings, but neck right. tubes. Right, which is something a little more comfortable, and her entire her entire spinal column comes out of her body and wiggles. I just I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with that. That's intimidating. Startupwikispine.com. <laughs> Girl, you gonna be on Wikispine? <laughs> Come on, blur that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's where we end the episode. Uh, I, I guess yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have been sending so much feedback. We split that to another podcast. I have no doubt we'll have more stuff to talk about uh, here in a couple days. If you want to be in on that action, Picard at baldmove.com. And we'll see you back for the feedback episode. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, until then, I am your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you next week.